Hello, and welcome to the Wiser Hoops podcast. My name is Jake Wiser, and today we're going to be talking about the NBA, as we're going to be doing every day, because it's called Wiser Hoops. It makes sense. Today, uh, I thought for the first episode of doing this, I thought it'd be fun to talk about uh, the state of the NBA right now, talk about what I've been watching, uh, what I've been seeing on all the teams, and really just seeing kind of what's going on in the league right now. Like, who should we, who, you know, who should we be in favor of? Who should we not be in favor of? <laughs> now, although this will be a Portland Trailblazers podcast, because I, they are my team. Just going to say right now, I might be a, bit, a little bit biased about them. I'll try not to be biased about any of the other teams, but we're going to be going over today certain teams, certain players, just, you know, the state of the NBA, and I think it'll be a fun time. So I'm going to take a little break, and then I'm going to get right back to it. Today's episode is being recorded on March 1st at about 4 p.m., we got some games starting right now, but I thought this might be a good time to record. So if there's anything that happens during the games, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> just like quick bets that I have. I'm going to say right now, I think the Magic are going to lose to the Mavericks. I almost have Magic are going to beat the Mavericks, but that is, that's just not happening. I'm sorry. Pacers, Sixers. I got, I got my money on the Sixers, even though I'm not betting. Uh, Nuggets, Bulls. Funny thing about Nuggets, Bulls. They haven't played since January of 2019. I didn't realize this because apparently that was the last time they played back in, you know, 2018, 2019 season. And then last season, because, you know, because the pandemic, because the shutdown, they, they just haven't played their games. Their games were shut down. So this is the first time they're playing. I think the Nuggets are going to win because Nikola Jokic is just, it's just incredible to watch. Uh, we got Net Spurs. I mean, I think Kyrie Irving is back for that game. If Kyrie Irving is, if Kyrie Irving is back, I'm, I'm picking the Nets. Cavs Rockets. Oh boy. Oh boy. I I don't even I, I don't even know what's gonna happen with that game. Um I'm picking Cavs and then Hornets Blazers. Come on, I'm picking my Blazers. What do you what do you what do you think? What do you think? I'm gonna be I might be very disappointed. The Hornets had an amazing game though last night. I, I can't believe I can't believe what I watched last night. How is it that when the Hornets are down eight points? Lamelo has a flagrant foul, which is a technical, which means a technical free throw, and the Kings get possession of the ball. So that means the Kings are up eight with a minute and nine seconds left, and they still blow that game. I, it, it's truly amazing how that happened. Like I, I, I don't even, I, I don't even know the result of that. I, I feel bad for Kings fans. I mean, well, not not for the ones who want to tank because they seem to be pretty happy. So I, I guess I'm happy for them. But they're one and nine in their last ten. After De'Aaron Fox went on this, like, he was player of the week. They look like they're going to make the playoffs or at least make a play-in tournament. And then everything just went bad. I I, I don't even know what that team, uh, if, you know, I I say, you know, Kings fans, I'm happy for them, or for some of them about the tank job because I went on their subreddit and they're really happy about it. So I said, okay, you know what? Well, not happy is in the loss, but you, you know what I mean, right? Some teams that are just like, you know what? They accept the tank. They're like, we're, we're all about it. You know, OKC was a little <laughs> worrisome about that because they were into it. They're like, we're going to tank. And then my guy, Lou Dort, <laughs> said, no, we're not doing that. And then really, Jay Gilch Alexander. But I, I love me some Lou Dort. Man, he's such a phenomenal player. But there's also one more game going on. Jazz Pelicans. I think this is going to be the most fun. This is going to be the most fun game. Except for maybe Hornets Blazers, but that's just me. Um it's so interesting with the Jazz because, like I said, this you know we're finally in March of 2021, and as we all remember, the pandemic started back in March, and I remember I was watching, I think it was in the middle of the Mavericks Nuggets game in Dallas, and I was like, oh, I'll check in, you know, what's going on in the Jazz uh, game at OKC, 
And then hearing about how it's like, oh, wait, someone's sick. And it's like, oh, what's going on? And then you realize, you know, things are escalating. And I, for me personally, on that day, uh, at least at that time, I was a junior. And I could, I could just see less and less people, a junior in college. And I was just seeing less and less people going to classes. I was like, well, that's weird. And then when, when I saw that game and I saw, oh, well, you know, Rudy Gobert has the coronavirus. And I think one other player, I think it was like Georges Niang or, or someone. Um, but I heard about that and I was like, oh, well, this is serious now. <laughs> and uh, I mean, we all know, we all know what happened after that. Um, but the Jazz have just like evolved since then. It's amazing to watch them develop the way they did. Because last year they were, they were the sixth seed last year, right? Yeah, sixth seed. Sixth seed, sorry. <laughs> And it was so fascinating because they got Mike Conley. And I think everyone picked them to be the dark horse title contenders. Like, I don't know if you remember, but I, I remember seeing lists where it was like, oh yeah, Jazz, Clippers, Bucks are the top three. They didn't even include the Lakers. And it's like, oh yeah, well, Lakers, they only have two guys, which, I mean, I remember Lakers had like two and a half guys going into the playoffs, or at least when the, when the shutdown happened. And then some of they had like nine or 10 actually like good players in the bubble it was crazy to watch. I'm like, wait, Markeith Morris is good? Like, what? <laughs> I mean, good at his role. They had really good role players along with their main duo, but it was it was weird to watch. And now, going into this season, it's like, ah, Jazz, whatever. Even I wrote off the Jazz. I was worried they might not even make the playoffs, and that was just because I had really high hopes for um, other teams, and that, that even included the Rockets, and we'll get to them later. Uh, and now they're, they're coming out as that dark horse. I mean, they're not really, like, dark horse at this moment. They're just kind of a horse. Like, they're... <laughs> Like they're twenty-seven and seven, they have the best record in the league by far. Their plus-minus is double that, or well, double that of okay, okay. Now I, I'm getting ahead of myself. It's it's, it's at nine point seven right now. Next highest is the Clippers and Suns, five point nine. Lakers, five point seven. Um, I forgot the Bucks are at seven and a half. So going back to Utah, it, it's just it's amazing watching them play because you watch them last year and you go, okay, Mike Conley, he just hasn't fit yet. Right. He just was, he just didn't play well last year. Let's, let's just be honest. He didn't play well last year. Um, they had just gotten Bojan Bogdanovic, right. They just signed him. And it just like, it wasn't meshing as well as you, as you want. And you're like, man, this team has potential, but we don't really know. And now it's like, oh, they're not just a dark horse anymore. They're, they're good. They're a good team. And I guess that, that brings up the question, are they a legit title team? I think the answer is yes. I mean, the, the, the thing that made me go, the thing that made me agree with that was hearing about, I think I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast, but all the talk about how they were similar to the 2014 Spurs, where everyone was bought in, the ball moved, and the ball sure does move. Uh, the fact they don't have that substantial superstar yet like you can see, I mean, Rudy Gobert is the, I mean, he's the defensive player of the year. The only argument I have would be Ben Simmons because he is, I mean, he, he is the perimeter version of Rudy Gobert in a way where he's just so good on the perimeter. He's just, he just has such complete control. I mean, watching him shut down guys like LeBron and Dame, like back to back, like within just a few days was just like eye popping. I couldn't believe it when I was watching it, but Rudy Gobert just owns the paint. Like I just, I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know how else to describe it. Um, but they're similar in that, you know, Donovan Mitchell to Kawhi Leonard having these, like, these guys who have the potential to be superstars that haven't blossomed yet. When you've seen the results of Kawhi, I'm not going to be like, oh, Donovan Mitchell, he he's going to be a top three player five years from now. I'm not sure. I, I would like to think he has the potential for it. Um, just everything fits on that team, and they're so deep. Uh, Royce O'Neal is, like, a perfect 3 and D player. 
uh, and should be considered for all NBA defense. Jordan Clarkson has such a green light, and he's just he's just doing he's just fulfilling his role so well. And it's it's almost bizarre to think now that Mike Conley has fit into the system, now that Boyan Bogdanovich is healthy, and they were and they were just like one hail mary three away from making it to the second round of the playoffs. And I'm I'm glad that happened because you know watching Denver just destroy the Clippers was just phenomenal to watch. Um, I talked about biases in my intro, uh, or maybe a little bit earlier on. And I said, I'm very biased towards my Blazers and I am, even though they are good. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't dislike the Clippers. I hated last year's team. I, there's something about the 2020 Clippers. I just despised. And after seeing them lose, I'm like, okay, I don't, I no longer just like outright hate them. Right. <laughs> there's just something about the way they carried themselves like they were the golden state warriors like they were the continuation of that it's like what no <laughs> like i like they're they were really good last year until the playoffs but man. and and i guess we can talk uh, about or i can talk about we but i guess i can talk about the clippers next they're so fascinating because they are so good at shooting threes like similar to the jazz like they, they are just i think i i know this was a, at least within the last two weeks that they were the best three-point shooting team in the league i don't know if that's changed um but they're so fascinating because they're really good offensively but man their last five minutes are rough I, I, and it's it's almost inexplicable like you think about guy, like having Kawhi Leonard and paul george and it's like two guys who i've seen them hit really big shots we you know we can argue all about how you know how people feel about Paul George. How I personally feel is that I think he's a really really good player. He's had some really bad playoff moments, but there's just like, like his game is just so fun to watch. He he probably is my favorite player to watch, just in terms of just his like just the way he moves on the court and just the way he shoots. It's just so he's so fun to watch. There's something where it's like their defense is just so bad in the last five minutes. I think that's a big thing to talk about. It's like they don't have a point guard. And here's what I would say. I don't think the problem is that they don't have a point guard, right? The biggest problem in the, for them, especially in clutch situations, is their defense, right? Like, they have they have the guys who can get you a bucket. I do think it needs to be structured better, and there's too much reliance on wings, and I think they... I guess we can go back to saying they need better guards, but it's not necessarily like, oh, they just need a point guard. They need a guard. There, there's something about their backcourt I just... I, I don't trust. So, Paul George plays at the two a lot, right? Because their starting lineup is from one through five is Pat Bev, Paul George, Kawhi, Batum, and Sir Abaka. Off the bench, you have Lou Will, Zubach, Morris, and Kennard, and then Reggie Jackson. So your backcourt, let, let's Paul George's wing. We'll put him on the wing. So we have Patrick Beverly, Lou Will, Lou Kennard, and Reggie Jackson. That is a bad backcourt. <laughs> like like it's in terms of comparing it to other backcourts i guess but it's like i do i just i can look at all those guys and there's some like i'm i don't i, do, I don't want to rely on reggie jackson to bail me out of a playoff game i i just don't i watch him play and it's like you know when you see Kawhi leonard and like i didn't it's like i didn't pass the ball for that shit i'm like yeah yeah Kawhi, i wouldn't i wouldn't pass it either <laughs> mia's not as athletically gifted as any nba player <laughs> I would not pass the ball to Reggie Jackson. <laughs> if I was on the court, and I it was like, do you want to shoot it or are you going to give it to Reggie Jackson? I'm like, I don't know. He's not that bad. But it, but in terms of comparing it to other backcourts in the league, I just don't trust it. Like, Lou Will, just at his position, is just 
not he's just not good in the playoffs right you need to be able to play defense and if you're not hitting your shot and he's a guy who can get you a bucket but I'm not relying on him to close right it's like I don't trust that and then Pat Bev I mean he's good defensively but can I trust Pat Bev and then it's like Luke Kennard it's like I mean he could shoot threes but if he ain't hot do I really want him four so I don't know it, it was interesting <laughs> it's funny when these guys are like yeah maybe we can get Chris Paul I'm like have you seen your cap sheet? Like, you can't, like, you you can't do it. You don't have contracts to trade. Like, what are you doing? I I can't, you can't trade for Chris Paul. You know, it's the same as like, oh, can we just trade for Blake Griffin call it a day? It's like, no, you can't do that. You don't have space. You, what what are you doing? Ah, oh. I understand why they wanted Chris Paul, though. Because, I don't know if you know this. I'm good at segues, I guess, because I was, was going to talk about the Suns. No, the Suns have been... Sounds of an interesting. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go a little bit less onto each team because I, I. I'm covering some of the, like the the big teams right now. But I gotta say, um, after getting those two out of the way, just the ones that are on my mind, um, I'm gonna qu- quickly go through some of the lists. Just what I think. Um, so, as for the uh, Suns, re- really in the West right now, it's like it's the top fours: Utah, both LA teams, and Phoenix. I think Phoenix does belong in that conversation because Chris Paul is just. I mean, he's just so good. Right? He's just so good. And then seeing Devin Booker just, like, not, it, like it's weird to see Devin Booker win games, right? Like, that was just a thing. Like, it, it, we, we all were watching Suns games. And we're like, yeah, I mean, he's a good stat, you know, good stats, but, you know, bad team kind of guy. And I didn't really think that because I looked at the rosters and I was like, I mean, it's just not as good. And a lot of it was, like, either young or just young or just like not that talented so i didn't really trust it as much and now watching them coach my mom you know monty williams has done a great job and i mean i just i can't i can't have a lot over chris paul he's just so he's just so fun to watch it's just whatever team he's on it just becomes the chris paul team and and it just it runs to his it's like his groove and it's just so much fun to watch and then the lakers are the lakers and i know that they've had they were on a bit of a losing streak there because they didn't have anthony davis and dennis Schroeder for a bit um I, I'm I'm giving the benefit of the doubt at this point. I, I just I feel like unless you just die in the playoffs or 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 in the finals, like or something major happens, like you know, uh, I wasn't alive back then to watch it, but when you know when Jordan won in '98, it's like okay, well he retired. I'm not like well I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. They can bring it back. It's like nah, or like the Warriors they made it to the finals and then everyone got hurt or left, and it's like yeah, I don't really believe in the title odds, like. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it, but it's just, you know, they're playing, they're playing at least decently now. I'm, I'm pretty happy watching them, uh, n- now compared to the start of the season. Cause I, I could not, Kelly, Ray finally found a shot back. I'm going to, if you can hear click, sorry about that, but I want to look at his shooting splits cause I brought him up, but Kelly, Oubre, man, that, that was such a rough start to the season and, he, and he's gone back to form. I mean, I don't know how great he was a three point shooter, but in his last 10, he's been shooting, uh, 38.9% from three, right? So now he's at a he's at a season average of thirty two percent. So he's doing pretty well. I'm I'm curious to see what the Warriors will look like next year when Clay Thompson comes back. I'm so I want Clay to come back. That was so like I, you know I know it's a bit late, but I I just couldn't help but just feel so bad when I was watching the 2019 finals because like I was watching history. I was like, am I gonna watch a team three peat? It's like, whoa, I've never seen this before, right? Or at least it wasn't like. I was alive when the Lakers repeated, but I'm like, well, I want to actually like be aware of my surroundings. 
And God really just said no. He's just like, ah, no. <laughs> We're just going to give you the worst injuries possible. And I'm really glad that Steph missed that one three that would have sent it to game seven. Because I, I swear, like, Draymond Green would have, like, cracked his collarbone or something. Like, something terrible would have happened. And I just I just felt terrible. So, I'm glad I missed that shot. But anyways, that's that's old news. Um, but yeah, I, I guess in the West right now, the top four are pretty much the best. I'd put the Blazers there, but... You know, CJ McCollum's obviously been out with injuries, and God, it sucks what happened to CJ. I, I'm so, I'm so annoyed because he would have been an All Star. He was playing out of his damn mind, and he was so he, he's such a fun player to watch. And then just hearing like the foot thing, and then you know Nurkic wasn't Nurk Nurkic. I think it's for personal reasons why he wasn't playing as well. Like I know it's I know you know in these times you can't just say it's like oh well you know he was having it rough, but I think he had f- like some family stuff going on back at home in Europe, so. Uh, and with the pandemic going on, not being able to like actively go there, I can, I can totally understand. Then obviously, obviously, because of his leg injury, um, I'm not expecting him to come back 100% for at least a little while. But um, hopefully, when he comes back to form, because it was a wrist injury, I think. I think it was, yeah. So can't see him back. So yeah, going back to the Blazers, they're 18 and 14 now. They they're on a really nice winning streak, uh, and now they're on a pretty uh, well four game losing streak. It's not not terrible but i i I think i think right now i i think they'll be fine for playoffs um i think every team i mentioned is going to make the playoffs at least for the west uh as well as the nuggets and spurs they're they're in the top eight right now uh i don't i don't really have much hope for the new orleans okc sacramento houston minnesota i mean obviously those teams you know like houston minnesota it's just like I mean, my God, and the Kings too. It's like, ah, it's so bad. And, and I bet OKC is a little bit jealous that those two teams are so good at tanking. It's like, man, like we got so many picks to trade away all our good players, and we're still winning more games. But I mean, you know, they have the picks. The in, the interesting thing to see will be uh, the interesting thing. Yeah, tank, I said tank, whatever. The interesting thing is going to be seeing uh, what happens with that Houston pick because it's lottery protected. So. Uh, if they would, you know, I, I don't know how top, how high it is in the lottery, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, New Orleans is fascinating. Uh, I, I don't know. They're pretty fringe right now. Like, I mean, cause I think they have the talent to at least make the play in, but their record is just not, not as great. Dallas and Memphis though are, I mean, they're 500. They, you know, if they, if they got a winning streak, they could make the, you know, playoffs so we'll see but with the playing tournament it means there's a lot more possibilities but i think where we're at right now with the top eight in the west i think it's gonna be fine okay so um i guess yeah no let's talk so much um no i i think i'll get to the east right now so um the east what 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 the hell what that what like how they're they're so bad. They're so the East is so bad. They're the participation trophies of the East. Like when you look at have the playoff picture and you're like, okay, you should not you, you should not be that low. You should be much higher. Like Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, I expect them to be in the top three, and they're fighting for that top seed. Like I you know, the Bucks had a great game against uh the Clippers. I still love that final play. It's uh Bucks are up one oh one to one hundred and seeing just, just seeing the ball movement and then Giannis get that dunk and he somehow doesn't travel when he gets the ball from the three-point line. I'm like, how? He's so he's so good. And and honestly, hot take. I Yeah, hot, hot take incoming. I think he should be a top MVP candidate. Like, stats alone. He's playing really well. And he's really important to his team, especially considering that it's really top-heavy. 
But then you think about how top it's Giannis and then Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday is fantastic, and Chris Middleton is super underrated. He's extremely talented. But after that, it's just not as impressive. That bench is awful. But they still are, are like, they're one game behind the fir- the one seed. And I just think they're really good. Now, voter fatigue is just going to make sure that he never wins again. But, I mean, we'll have to see. I think it would be one of those situations where the Bucks would have to look, like, special. I'm talking, like, special, special. <laughs> but really, that just means trading Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton for, like, Chris Paul or... <laughs> Or, like, you know, someone. I, I I don't know, but I think the Bucks have been really good. And then we have the Nets. You know, it's funny enough, I, I wrote and scripted out and did a podcast about the Brooklyn Nets right after the James Harden trade. And my whole thing was, it doesn't matter how good your offense is. Like, if you can't play defense, I don't think they win the title. And, um, yeah, um, that's aged <laughs> a little bit already. I mean... What what can you do? What can you do? The the best comparison I've seen is by uh, Rob Perez or Worldwide Wob on Twitter. If you don't follow him and you enjoy the NBA, you absolutely should. Um, you may have seen his highlights. He always records them on his phone, uh, for from like yeah, on his phone from his laptop, and he he, he does these periscopes, which I mean, is dying soon. So I hope I hope he can find an alternative for that. Um, but his periscopes are just so fun to watch. Like, you know, getting to answer his questions. He's really he's an NBA producer uh, on uh, FanDuel, and he's just a really interesting guy to talk to, uh, or to listen to. Um, but the way he described the Nets is, it's like the Death Star doesn't play defense, and it's like, yeah, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's that's about right. I I, I just it's so weird at this point because really health is the only problem they have. Right, because Kevin Durant, um, I mean, he's just been out. I think, I think there's a number out there. I think James Harden has, has had more minutes as a net than Kevin Durant, which is bizarre. But James Harden is just an Iron Man, and you know, Kyrie Irving sometimes out with like, uh, I think Kyrie Irving's been out on a couple back to backs. I think that's what it's been. Um, and obviously, he was out for a while because of the whole uh, he 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 took a he took a break, um, which is totally fine by the way. Um, I know there's some heat about about that, but I'm I'm not gonna get on for that because why would I? Um, but as long as they're healthy, I, it's going to be hard to beat them. Like I'm in the, in the East, the top three are the only ones I'm worried about. Or, or if, or if I was the West, let's just say my Portland Trailblazers just like dominate the West. We just like, we're like pff, LeBron, we're like LaFraud, Kawhi, more like Kabai. Fuck. <laughs> I tried. Utah Jazz, more like you guys play jazz in Utah. I doubt it. <laughs> and we just, you know, it's a new Oregon trail over to the East. Um, those are the only three, <laughs> but those are the only three teams I'm worried about. And at this point it's like Milwaukee. I'm like, I'm worried about their depth. Philly. I'm still not entirely convinced about the Ben Simmons, Joel and B combo. Like, I, I really like watching them play, and they're both great. But I can't help but think, I'm like, okay, Ben Simmons is one of the best transition players in the league. But in the half court, I just am not fully convinced. Their defense is impeccable. I mean, at, le- at least those two. They're just so good, right? It's like, okay, do you want to shoot threes where Ben Simmons is going to roam around, or do you want to go at the rim where Joel Embiid is? It's like, uh, okay, okay, I, I hate all of this. <laughs> I I'd rather go home. 
<laughs> rather go home. You know, I'd I'd rather I'd rather I'd rather go home than give it to Reggie Jackson. <laughs> it's what I would do if I was confronted with trying to score against those guys. Um, but I I do think it's at this point I would that my tier in the East would be Nets, Philly, Milwaukee, and then in the West I'm gonna put Lakers, um, Clippers, Jazz are tied, and then the Suns. That's how I feel. I mean, we all know the Blazers are going to win it all, but that's just, I mean, that's just me. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm i very curious to see how that's going to go. But I did talk about the, the rest. The, there is something called uh, f- 4 through 15 in the East. I can't even believe this. Okay, so Detroit is just not making the playoffs. They're, they're, they're bad. They've only beaten great teams, which is really funny, but whatever. Uh, Cleveland looked like they were good on defense. And then they just weren't, and now they're terrible. Um, the Magic have had just, I mean, I don't know who they pissed off, but they just did not, they, they just messed with the injury gods when they really shouldn't. So now we get to Washington, which they were the worst team for a while. They're so fascinating because it, they were they were really bad, and now it's like they're 7-3 in their last 10. Uh, it looks like they can somewhat win games. I don't, I don't know... I don't think they can take that next step unless uh, if, if Scott Brooks is their coach. And I'm not one to advocate for like a coach getting fired, but in this scenario, if you had to ask me like, hey, if you see the Wizards actually winning games, what would be the first step? It's like, I don't think Scott Brooks is going to be the coach. I just don't. Um, it's like him and Luke Walton at this point. I'm like, are these really the coaches you want? It's kind of weird. Speaking of coaches and the next team on the list, a seg- my segues are killer at this point. Um... The Atlanta Hawks, breaking news, although it might be old news by the time this is posted, uh, Lloyd Pierce has, uh, I don't know if the terminology that Woj said was stepped down, or he wasn't like fired, but he is no longer the head coach of the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Nate McMillan, who was the Pacers coach last year and a former Blazers coach, shout out, um, he is now the interim coach. I'm interested to see... Are those... I, I, it's weird with the Hawks, man, because they are just they were just injury riddled. Like, like the their big signing was Danilo Gallinari, and he just hasn't played for them because he's been so hurt. And so, I I don't know. It's they're disappointing. Part of that is because they've been so hurt, but also I'm like, you guys have the talent and depth to at least make the playoffs, and you just haven't. So, I don't know. We'll see where where they go from there. Chicago, Indiana, Charlotte. They're all pretty decent. I mean, Indiana on paper is better. Obviously, uh, I think, well, TJ Warren's been out for a lot of the season, but they've had some injuries here and there. Um, Chicago, I think with Chicago, they're really looking to make, like, they, they're, they like, right there. They're right there. I feel like they need to make a move in order to, like, really improve. They definitely need some sort of, like, point guard, like some kind of floor general, and I think they need a better presence on the inside, but we'll see where that goes. So we get to Charlotte, who's the eighth seed. And I guess that brings up the question, is Charlotte a playoff team? And I got to say, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) They're fun, so I don't care. (laughs) I mean, it it was so weird when Lamella was first starting out because you saw all these highlights on Bleach Report, like, oh, my God, look at that pass. Oh, it was so good. And then it's like, okay, how many points did he It's like, he had uh, two points. Um, that's his career high because uh, he had zero points last game. You're like, oh, cool, 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 cool. And now it's like he's shooting the ball well. He's actually like really pivotal to that team. They're just so fun to watch. <laughs> like if it's, you know, that that's why I'm a little bit, you know, 
<laughs> I'm a little bit worried about this game against him because I'm like, man, Charlotte's just like, there's nothing about Terry Rogier who's like a silent assassin in the last few minutes. I mean, that's why they call him Scary Terry back in Boston that one year. But like, man, they're just a fun team to watch. So I- I'll be excited for them. Um, so I gotta say, Toronto, Miami, they've gotten. A, I mean, they're back to form. They're they're getting there. They had a really slow start to the season, uh, and they're doing better. Boston has just been really disappointing. I mean, Marcus Smart's been out, and Kemba Walker's really like getting back into himself. And I'm not gonna blame Jason Tatum as much because I mean, him and Jalen Brown were carrying the team to start of the season, and Jason Tatum is coming back from COVID, and he obviously doesn't look right. He just looks winded, and I'm just hoping that he can get back to form. But lastly. I want to talk about the New York Knicks. Now, I'm not going to go in deep or in, in depth into them as much in this podcast, but I highly implore anyone to watch uh, Worldwide Wobs. Uh, I want to say rant. It's a more it's a state of the union about the New York Knicks finally going past 500, and they're in contention to host a playoff game. Almost about halfway through the season, it's. It's so funny, but I'm so happy for Knicks fans. And by the way, yeah, Rob Perez, huge Knicks fans. So I highly implore anyone to watch that. But I mean, they actually like play well. Like it's like this. It's like this fortress created by Tom Thibodeau. And I mean, there's there's such a slow team, but it's like, and their offense is bad. Like it's just only scoring 105 points per game. That's like, that's like just a little bit better than the Magic and the Cavs, but. Their defense is just the best by a mile. Like, the only team that comes close to them is uh, the Lakers, in terms of points per game, and the Jazz are right there. But um, <laughs> they're just they're such an odd team. So I uh, hopefully I'm hoping the Knicks make the playoffs because that would just be an amazing time. And also, it's not even like a team that's, you know, oh, well, they traded everything for Carmelo type of team. It's like, no, they've actually, like, built and cultivated a nice team around, like, what they have. Um, so I'm excited to see that. But all right there's that <laughs> um so i'm gonna finish up here because i'm only gonna keep about like 30 minutes short uh but i thought this one went pretty well uh i'm gonna be doing two more episodes uh i have an episode planned for the top 10 trades that i want to see or around 10 trades we'll, we'll see because i'm not gonna throw in like you know what i need a 10th trade i'm just gonna throw demar Derozan at the warriors because i can't like no i'm not gonna do that right um but I like to go over some trades for, for teams I see, you know, like, hey, like I was talking about the Bulls earlier. It's like, they need a point guard. I'm like, okay, I might figure that one out. I'm going to I'm gonna have a little spoiler. A little spoiler. Something involving Ricky Rubio to the Bulls. I think that might help. Just say, I'm just going to put that out there. You know, it's not the big all-time free, or big all-time trade, but I think that'll be pretty nice. So I'm going to go over that. And then for my third podcast, and I'm only doing three for now because this is all for a, uh, this is all for a school assignment about making podcasts, and that's going pretty well. Um, but the last one I like to do is a bit more interesting. I'm going to be talking about what would happen if there is a team expansion in the NBA. There's been talks about it. You know, Seattle may be getting their team back. I'm not, I mean, obviously, it wouldn't you know, because they turn into the Thunder, but, you know, if Seattle got a team or if Vegas got a team or wherever, and I thought to myself, okay, well, how would that work? And I looked it up, and there's a lot of rules about it, and, like, how you actually have to pick, pl- the expansion team has to pick players from other teams, and each team has to protect eight of their guys uh, while also making sure at least one is available, and I'm going to have a lot of fun with that. I've already written down a lot of players uh, I did something like this a little bit uh, earlier in the season where I wrote it all down, but now I'm like updating it 
after seeing like, oh, hey, that guy that I had them as giving up, now he's good. Now that team should keep him. So um, we'll see how that goes. And I'm very excited about doing more of this. So yeah, thank you so much for watching. Uh, you can find the Wide Scoops podcast on any podcast streaming service, but mainly Spotify, I think, uh, <laughs> or especially RSS. Uh, and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Or see you. There is no seeing in podcasts. Well, <laughs> that's disappointing. <laughs> but thank you anyways. Have a great day.